Welcome to episode 15 of the Trail Runners Experience. I'm your host, Coach Daniel Ferugia. On this episode, I talk with elite runner John Chenge. John is a highly accomplished marathon runner with numerous marathon titles under his belt. In this episode, we discuss his recent success at the Sydney Marathon, where he was crowned Australian Marathon Champion, and his amazing win at the 2018 Urubilla Ultra Marathon this past weekend. John goes into great detail about the challenges that come with transitioning from road running to trail running and how he approaches this common but often challenging change. So sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, so I'm sitting here with the 2018 Eurobilla champion, Australian marathon champion, and champion of many other races, um, John Chenge. Welcome. G'day. <laughs> thanks for joining me, and um, how are your legs feeling? Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. Um, they're feeling a bit sore after Sunday, so two days after Yarrabilla. Um, they're okay, but yeah, just they've got sore spots that I usually wouldn't have after a race, being the fact that it's a, a trail race, pretty good. You get soreness in things, places, places like my shins. Um, yeah, diff, just a bit different to usual. Yeah, it's um more on the the it's the small all the rocks and everything, isn't it? Like in the steeper climbs. Yeah, uh, what what I noticed after the race is I had sore feet, which I usually don't have a sore feet after a marathon. So yeah, that um that yeah. was something new as well. Yeah. Do you um you wear trail shoes or road shoes? I was just wearing um road shoes, so some um. Yeah, some lightweight training shoes. Yeah, yeah. all right. So yeah. probably... So not race shoes, not racing flats, or not, not heavy trainers, just light trainers. But, but new ones, so they feel a fair, bit of, fair bit of cushioning still in the foam, so they're already new. But um, yeah, just light, light trainers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 A lot of people um, go for your pretty hardcore, um, like Salomon trail shoes and things like that with a really big... So you, you haven't ventured so into bit, that? So a bit of solid, yeah. bit of solid um, pivot, yeah. No, I haven't um haven't haven't looked at that yet. So mm. yeah, trail running is fairly new for me. So yeah, well, yeah. fairly fairly new. I mean, you had a pretty good debut on Sunday. First first big, like you're a biller. I mean, yeah, that's my longest run ever. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, you're a bit of a veteran of the marathon scene, though, aren't you? Yes, yeah. so I've probably done um about twenty four, twenty five road marathons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, so in the last well. 10 days ago, going only about 10 days, isn't it? Yes. You were over in Sydney and um, had an amazing run. We'll, we'll talk about both the races that, you, that yeah. you've just done, but you had a great run over at the Sydney Marathon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I saw that it was the Australian Championship um, for, for that race. And so I did the, I looked into what you needed to do to be in the Australian Championship. And so I, um, found out an athletics SA website, joined up with a club there, so I could um, they provided some uh, assistance to getting there. So they um, provided a night's accommodation plus um, $150 or something towards the event plus free entry and so on for the for the fastest three um, members for the for the team. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I, I organised that and went over and did it, and it was the first time I've run uh, the Sydney uh, Marathon. And it's a great course, isn't it? Yeah, it's um pretty. <laughs> yes, it's it's pretty. There's there, it goes through all, all of the um you know it goes through Hyde Park, past the SCG, around Centennial Park, um, yeah. and then back along the foreshore towards the end. So past all the cafes and everything mm. there. So it's um 
yeah, it's a really beautiful course. Obviously, when, I, when I'm out there running, I'm not taking in too much. But no. most of the time, I'm thinking, am I going the right way? Or, you know, because I'm pretty much running on my own for most of it. So, I suppose, um, yeah. Just trying to pick out which way to go. And, really? Um, and, get, and, that and become just, an issue even in a big race like that? Yeah, even though it's, it's all coned and everything, you still, mm. you still have to decide um, which way to go. And also to run the tangents as well, so you're not running extra going around the... Going around the outside of a bend, you try to pick the middle of the bend when, yeah. you, when you can, so you're, so you're wow. cutting, cutting distance short. And then, yeah, just working out. Uh, there's a fair bit of elevation change all the way through, so, yeah, manage, managing your effort over that as well. I yeah. saw a road marathon. I saw that. That's quite a, it was quite a bit, actually. Yeah, because you've got Centennial Park, which is mm. sort of behind the main hill of the city. Like, you have to go over the main hill, then down to Centennial Park. You do a bit around there, and then you come back over the hill then to... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I did I did the Sydney Marathon back in 2012. And, um, yeah, and I, the course has changed a little bit since then. And um, But, yeah, I don't recall it being so, that, that, like, so hilly. But, you know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I guess when you're running fast, like, a road hill can be quite challenging, you know? Like, if you're, yeah. you don't want to lose too much on, on your... Uh, That's right. It's, yeah. um, when you're trying to run a good time for a marathon, it is yeah. all about trying to... Not have too many blowout kilometers. Like, you can't, it's not like a trail race where you, it's okay yeah. if you walk it for a bit because everyone, because there's not much difference between walking and running with the steepness of the hill. But, yeah. But when you're when you're running on the road, you're not wanting to lose too many seconds because you have to make gain gain them back somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, amazing. And so you um, I read a little bit. I didn't actually get to see the race, even though it was televised. But like, because I was yeah. out on my own Sunday morning run, and I was coming in, and I I remembered. I was like, oh, Sydney Marathon's on today. Came home, turned on the TV, and um, was it Ken Boy, the Kenyan guy, was coming in, yep. and I was like, "Oh, great!" He only had a couple of k's to go, and I um, and I um, I sort of watched the rest of that, and then I saw the results later on, and, and I saw your name pop up on the screen. I was like, "Ah, yep. oh, I know that guy. He's, yep. <laughs> he's broken inside the top ten, a ninth overall, which is amazing." Yeah. For, uh, I mean, don't I don't think Australians ever do get inside the top ten there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So, um, what I I was expecting to be on TV as well. Like I told my family, look, have a look and see if you can um, see me on the co- on the coverage there because there's a lot of African women that were coming coming over and racing, and they were sort of there was five people that had uh, personal bests under two twenty seven, I believe, or under two twenty eight. So there yeah. was a lot of top top uh, women there. I was expecting that I'd be running with them, but they they ran it a little bit slower and a bit more tactical. So I ended up being ahead of them, yeah. behind the behind the very front leading men. So um, I didn't actually get on any any of the coverage uh, because I was yeah. too quick for the women and too slow for the yeah for no the man's land a bit <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you did you spend much of the race um, on your own that you know yeah I, I was um, pretty much on my own the whole way. I I started off I think I was in. Um, maybe fifth or sixth Australian, uh, go through going through about mm. 5K. Then I, I did a couple overtakes, and that's, all, that's the only time I had someone to run with was, I think, um, let's see, I, I ran past uh, Clay Dawson at about 8K and then caught Brendan Davies at about 15 or something, and then, yeah. and then yeah. Vlad Shatroff at about 20. One twenty-two, and I ran with him for about a hundred meters. Now it was probably the only time I had someone to run with. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> so, he finished in tenth. Yeah, yeah. He, he um, 
I think I was just feeling better than him for longer. Like he was looked yeah. like he was a bit, he was struggling a bit and started to fade because he went out much quicker than me. Yeah. Um, and then um, he didn't fade too much after that. So he, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, when I started to fade at the finish, um, he might he might have caught up to me a bit. Yeah. Where your version of fading, like I mean, it's all relative, obviously. Yes. So you you said it was the last couple of kilometres. Yeah, I was in a lot of trouble from about thirty uh, k onwards. Like I, I, yeah. I, so I really was struggling. Um, I was lucky that most of the last ten k was with the tailwind, so I didn't yeah. didn't blow out too much. Even though my my stride had changed and I was sort of staggering a bit, I, yeah. I was still doing three forty to three forty five k's. Yep. Um, and then the last, yeah, the last two k was when I blew out really badly from about forty k onwards, and I was doing about four minute k's for the last two k. Okay, so you from from an average of about three thirty prior to that, or yeah, I yeah. was um, spot on three thirty or just uh, it was it was headwind for the first for the first while, but I still was on just over thirty five minutes for the first ten, um, just under one ten for the first twenty. So that's thirty, that's three thirty average. So yeah, I was I was there for about. 25k at the 3:30 average, so it's a 27 marathon pace. Oh, that's yeah. good. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously that's a very impressive time. And so, I don't want to. I mean, obviously you're a very fast runner. You wouldn't be Australian champion if you weren't. But I, um, I just, I think it's really reassuring for a lot of people listening that, um, that even someone of your level can yeah. suffer in the last 10 kilometers. It's almost, it's yeah. almost, it's a good thing because I mean, I always say it to people that I've trained, you know. Everyone hurts in the last ten k's. I don't care who you are, you know, because it's That's all right. the, the pain yeah. is relative. I mean, even even if you're going for an easy easy training run and you make, decide to make your long run a forty two k long run on the Sunday, yeah, you're going to really suffer the last ten k. Don't yeah. matter how slow you started. So, exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a hard distance. Um, yeah. I mean, I have not run an actual road marathon in about oh, four years because I, once I yeah. got onto the trails, that was it. You know, I've done. Yeah, it's too many to choose from, isn't it? Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and generally in a marathon, you see, even at the top level, I mean, the second half of a marathon is always, generally, always a bit slower. Um, yeah. And so, do you have that issue as well? Like the the negative split, positive split. Well, usually, positive split by only a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've been um, getting some guidance from Grenville Wood um, as as coaching me for the last year or so and he he saw how well i've been training in the lead up to sydney and he, he said look you've got to really go out and attack it a bit uh, yeah the first half of the race because you've got the fitness that you should be able to hold on so um so rather than taking it a bit easier like i had um earlier like i did around the adelaide marathon um back in may and i, I ran that at sort of what i thought i could do without going too too crazy and then i felt pretty good for the last 10k yeah. This one was a bit different. I decided to go a little bit quicker um, for, for the first bit. So even though I was into a headwind, I was still you know, running, running quite got, well at the start. And got you the PB, didn't it? Yeah, well? got me the PB. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in some ways, running the conservative first half is almost like um, it's almost like the easy way out. You know, like, and because it's sort of, I, I mean, I know, I, I know, and most people I know, um, that I like to start off a bit easy. And going out hard at the beginning can make the second half really painful, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, and, and it all depends like on that. your fitness as well. Like, yeah. if you haven't done done the work, you're gonna it's gonna be very difficult anyway. But um, you've got you've got to make sure that you're 
you're pacing yourself enough so that you're not spending everything in the first half. So although I was I was attacking it a bit, I was still yeah. leaving plenty, and I was I was feeling good. Like I was at, I was at a pace that I wasn't pushing yeah um, too hard, but I was feeling good. So um, yeah, sort of after twenty k, sort of twenty five k mark is where it starts to really hurt, and where you where you where you start to have to put in a lot more effort to maintain the same speed. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I always say, and I think a lot of people say. Marathon really doesn't start until 25, 30 k's, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's when I think um, people are become proper depleted, you know, yeah. and then that's where if you haven't done the work. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't mind yeah. for, the, for the last 10 k, you, you know that that's going to be really difficult. Yeah. It's, it's when you get to 25 and, and, it, and you know it's getting difficult, you don't want to be really going to that, uh, going a few, few too many levels higher than, than what you, than what you have, have been. Yeah. That's that's when it's really tough because you don't want to be sort of putting in your finishing effort at twenty five k. No, um, <laughs> it takes something pretty special to get you across the line. And look, yeah. and you see, it happens to the the best runners as well. Like you go out too hard, and yeah. it happens a lot in the ultra world as well. Like um, yeah. uh, UTMB. I mean, it's different distances, but you know, there was the, the top five sort of favorite men all DNF. You know, they all yeah. went out. They pushed each other way too hard too early, and. No one, the French guy was real smart. Yeah, the, the reality was they weren't racing each other. They were, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They, they thought they were racing each other, and it was it was between them, and so yeah. they just had to outlast those those people. But yeah. when they all bombed out, yeah, obviously. They, yeah. I always in with endurance sports like this. It's, um, I heard a quote. It's something like it's not a, it's not who's the fastest. It's who manages to slow down the least in the last. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm holding on. But no, that that's interesting. Um, and so, yeah, Adelaide Marathon, Sydney Marathon, success. Um, oh, I mean, I know you didn't win the Sydney Marathon outright, but first Australian. Yeah. Um, and then we'll um, so you, we jump forward, and now you this last weekend you're a Billa, and so yeah. very different kind of race with a pretty quick turnaround. You had a one week turnaround. Yeah. But, um, how did you manage that? Well, I thought I'd just give it a go. Um, yeah. My calves were really in a bad way after uh, Sydney. My, I mean, my ham, my hammies were feeling a lot while I was actually running, but for the few days after, it was more than my calves that were just really locked up. And I, you know, every every morning I'd be waking up with cramps and everything, which is not usual for me. Um, so, but I, but I came to Thursday morning and I was almost almost good. I'd been taking you know recovery baths and and so on, trying to trying to sort them out. And I thought. I'll probably be my calves will probably be all right to race race Sunday, so I so I entered on Thursday, and um, by the time the race came round, yeah, uh, I was okay, but just I wasn't ready to race. I was just feeling like I I could like I could go out training again normally, but I wasn't yeah. really on fire like like I had you know, felt for Sydney Marathon. Um, yeah, so so it made it made it difficult and and the fact that I that's made me slow down a little bit more than if I knew that yeah. I was feeling good and on a good day so I just had to just sort of manage it a little bit a little bit better and just uh, yeah, cruise, cruise through it um, sort of a training pace for me oh know. really yeah. yeah well it's a different type of intensity and, and a, like a race like that it, I mean it's only it was 56 that's, that's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. It, it's what I was thinking through is like if I'm going out for a 56k Sunday long run I'd have to be <laughs> taking it pretty pretty easy and that yeah that's sort of what I was thinking <clears> yeah and so, um, yeah, no, it's smart. So, uh, yeah, and like as you say, it's your longest run to date. 
Yeah. And obviously with a significant amount of elevation too. How did yeah. you find the hills in Urubilla? We're talking over 2,000 metres of climbing. Um, pretty tough, yeah? <laughs> yep. Um, I don't mind the hills too much, but I I faded a lot in Urubilla, a lot more than yeah. I, what I expected. And yeah. I really um, yeah, suffered a lot in, in the hills. I was... I was I was expecting that I'd be able to run most, like most hills that I'd easily be able to run, I wasn't really running them very well. Um, yeah. Uh, towards the end, so I was actually walking much more than I expected. So, yeah. And I think coming from, when you come from a road background too, it's very common to feel, I mean, obviously someone even of your standard, um, it's easy to feel bad about walking up a, a, a hill when it's, I mean, it's a 30% gradient. Yeah. That's, you know, that's not I a mean, normal hill. Yeah, my, my, my biggest blowout was, was going up Orchard. Um, Beautiful hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did. I did it. I went for an easy, um, sort of uh, easy run three weeks ago, including the Orchard Track, and I, yeah. and I just I did did a slow run up the hill, got the Strava record for the for the track. Yeah. Um, but on Yarrabilla race day, I was about seven minutes slower than yeah. some some of the other competitors up the same hill. So that's how that's the indication of sort of how how bad I was feeling at that stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, like that, I mean, that, that's a, what is it? It's about a, the steepest point of that hill. It's probably over 30%. And yeah. um, it goes for over a kilometre, you know. Yeah. There's a little bit of a flat section in the middle, and then it goes up again. Like a little, yes. you think you're at the top, and then it goes, oh, here's a little bit more hill for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took me 22 minutes to do 1.6k. Ah, sections, so. excellent. Well, you obviously <laughs> had enough of a lead at that point. So, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. I was, yeah. I was thinking... Yeah, you know, I was I was in such a bad way that at the aid station they asked if, if there's anything they could get for me, and I said uh, DNF. So like, oh, really? <laughs> so you read I, it? I was, yeah, because yeah, I've I've been walking up to the aid station. And I stopped at the aid station, and I wasn't sure if I could start. I could start yeah. even walking again, let alone yeah. let alone uh, run up to the finish. But they said you got at least fifteen minutes. So yeah, I thought well, I'm probably going to need that, but we'll see how we go. And as as it turned out, I I was as fast as the other people behind me anyway so everyone was, suffers everyone was everyone's <laughs> in the same boat so, yeah yeah i mean and the fact is i mean once you get to the top of that hill you've still got probably four or five k's to go yeah um and there's a few little ups and a few little technical sections through there which i think people yeah at the bottom of ghost tree Gully got that yeah section it, yeah. which is a yeah. nice section because at least it's shady there's a bit, yes. of, bit of tree bit of tree cover but um and so I'm sure because that's a your bill has changed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and the, the finish line is now at Foxfield Oval, whereas it used to be on just on Gorge Road up here. Yeah. So you didn't spend as much time on Black Hill. It was just basically up and over. Up and over. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. now it's sort of like you do spend a, a fair bit more time on the hill, which people yeah. are not a fan of because the hills are. Um, there's a lot of steep gradients. Even the little climbs are, are yeah yeah. So you think it'll be harder to get the course record with the new way it's set up, or? Um, I think the finish is harder than it was in previous years. The finish definitely. is harder. Yeah. 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 Because in previous years you'd go up the quarry track, which is probably about two kilometres, a bit over two kilometres, and a lot of it's very runnable, and it's probably yeah. only the last couple of hundred metres that are really steep. Okay. And yeah. um, it, but it's not as it's, so it's longer than Orchard, but not nearly as yeah, steep yeah. Um, and then essentially run across the top of Black Hill and then down and, and you're home and yeah. so so you don't get those really blowout kilometres that you would no not as up. much yeah, you know yeah. um, and so I mean the course record on the old track the original track 
it was held by Dave Byrne, yeah. and I think it's something like four hours and 23 minutes or something. Yeah. And I mean, so, and I think last year, on the, it was the first year they did it on the, the new course, and I think it was about a, Andrew Hoff, about 4.59 or something. I think he just snuck under, just five. under five. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit disappointed I didn't go under five because yeah. I, I really did. Uh, after after Murray Alta, I was yeah. I was just at a slow jog from from yeah. Murray Alta onwards. Uh, Very hot through Murray Alta too, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's like an oven. Yeah, no. But I managed my nutrition okay. Like I, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I mean, I was I was throwing up a little bit, but no, nothing nothing too bad. Um, and yeah. I I'd, I'd managed to get in enough um yeah lollies and and I alternated yeah. between coke and water at the aid stations, which was quite good. Um, and obviously, yeah. um. Like I say, going back to Sydney and then this, I mean, obviously, the, maybe if you had it's, not run Sydney, you, you obviously would, yeah. your legs are not fully recovered, you know, as you probably, so I do think you yeah, probably that, go faster. I mean, the, the, my, fastest, my fastest splits were the downhill going um, going down um, Brown Hill Creek. That was, that was yeah. the quickest part of the race, oh, but yeah. that would have been mm. slower than my slowest part of of, uh, of sydney so, yeah well yeah. i guess you had that you conserve being a little bit conservative because yeah. you're a lot a lot to go but um yeah. so yeah uh next you'll be back next year for it i hope yeah yeah maybe. yeah i haven't i haven't um no, you know, planned out my second half of the year but i, yeah, I reckon I, I will I, yeah I have a proper go at it instead of um doing it with under, under duress yeah yeah oh well it, it's good that i mean you obviously you you had a proper ultra marathon experience um you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ultra in, in all sense of the sense of the word. You know. The suffering. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. That's right. That's that. Yeah. Mm. It's the suffering. And but it was. I still think it was a really good experience because I I got to practice my nutrition and it, yeah. it, it does. Nutrition in a marathon is not too bad. Usually I've like sort of if I can't get much in after thirty k that's okay because you you've only got you know twelve k to go as long as you're taking it a bit before thirty k usually you're right. But yeah. But in, in an ultra you need to work out how you can how you can keep it going so yeah, yeah. um can, so what did speaking of nutrition what did you um you, had, you said you had coke and some lollies so yeah. obviously a lot a bit of sugar was there anything else that you had like um i had some watermelon at um the uh at the montague road but that's about, that's about it so yeah just yeah. just um a couple of snakes um at a couple of the aid stations mm. and well, actually most of the most of the aid stations i grabbed a snake or two but then um, yeah and then i was alternating between water and coke at um, so every um, half hour or so, changing from water to coke in my um, carry bottle. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh well. Um, yep. Interesting. I saw. Yeah. That I saw it. I was at um, at the Cleveland Aid Station, which is about twenty two k mark, and you yep. looked quite comfortable cruising through there. And I saw. Yep. I think it may have been your son that gave yep. you handed over your bottle of yeah. coke. Yeah. I told yeah. him. I told him to give me water there and coke at the next one, but he gave me coke, and <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, but. It was actually good. I, I, yeah. I did it. I, I was expecting to go a little bit longer before taking in the, the coke because they can um, you know, sort of fizz up, yeah. your, fizz up your guts a bit. So, so I was expecting to have water until um, until uh, the halfway point, but yeah. it worked out okay. And I, I enjoyed the coke, and then just had I, I switched from coke to water at, at the next one. So that was yeah. Fine. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Interesting strategy. I, I personally like when I've done. Um, my ultras and stuff when i got really serious about nutrition it's when my own money improved a lot you know yep. so taking on a lot more actual food you know eating and you know things like dates and having the occasional gel 
And um, yeah, because I, I was thinking it, uh, I, I may have been a bit low on electrolytes that could have caught up with me towards the end, the fact that I wasn't taking any gels. Like usually I race with gels as well, but I yeah. thought I'd probably be okay with what they got on the aid stations. And, and It's very well yeah. supported, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, an amazing learning experience. And for your yeah. first ultra, I mean, you ran 5.12, 5 hour yeah. 12? It was actually my third ultra. I, I ah. did. I did um, the Cleveland uh, 50, the oh, that's right, state yes. title, and I also did um, the Cedar Summit um, at uh, Mount Remarkable um, about five weeks ago. And that oh. was, wasn't, well, I mean, you can call it an ultra, it was 42k, but I went the, long, I went the wrong way, so it was 44k for me. An so. unofficial ultra, <laughs> so that's it was, nice. So it was actually, a, yeah. it was meant to be a trail marathon, but it was an yeah. ultra for me. So yeah. yeah, oh, that's right, you did Cleveland as well. Yeah. So out of those three, what would you say was the hardest? Probably. Um, Probably Yarrabilla lasted a bit longer, the, the pain. Um, yeah. I, I, I sort of ended up in the same amount of difficulty as, as Cleland. The Cleland, I, I suffered a lot. Um, uh, sort of from about 40k onwards, I was in, I was in a lot of trouble. But Because um, yeah, the Cleland is still quite hilly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah but it, it, it didn't matter too much because the, there was so much gradient in the last 10k anyway that everyone was going a bit slower, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I had... I think I had six minutes lead on Andrew Hoffman about forty k, and then only ended up clipping him by a minute and a half. So he, <laughs> he yeah, if he'd gone a bit longer, he would have had me. Yeah, so, he's yeah. a good hill climber. Yeah, yeah, and he paced himself better than, than I did. So, yeah, yeah, but he, yeah. you know, so but obviously there's something to be said for that leg speed that you've you've got from the road marathons. You know, um, yeah, I think it makes your cruise speed along the trails a lot easier, yeah. a, lot, a lot quicker. Um, uh, you know, and and. I guess just also the fitness you get from mm. from um, you know, working on your, your VO2 and so on through the marathon yeah, means that yeah I can run up hills fairly well as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I often talk about um, like the running running economy and I yeah. think I try and a lot of people that I coach are, you know obviously sort of all different levels um, you know I, even if they're training for a hilly trail ultra. I'll make them run on the flat. I'll say, you, you've got to get that flat running in to get that yeah. to increase your leg turnover and just become yeah. more more comfortable with running a little bit faster. You know, even if that is even if fast is yeah. six, and, and six minute case. I was finding in, at the Yorubilla yeah. there are quite a few long runnable sections where you're not um, yeah. not not going really easy because it's steep downhill. You're not you're not walking because it's steep uphill. You're sort of cruising along at a at a running pace and you're thinking, well, this is actually getting quite tiring just running at a on the flats, yeah, yeah, because so, you know yeah. you've got to make up some time. Yeah. I always use that, yeah, absolutely. No, and like coming in that Norton Summit section, you know, coming through there, yeah, and um, no, yeah, there, there's plenty, there's plenty of where you're just running oh. along, cruising along, and and yeah, you, it does become quite tiring, but um, and you're, and you're sort of looking for that break of having a steep downhill to really Slow lower down. your heart rate, or yeah, or having a steep uphill so you can walk instead of um. Yeah, running. Yeah, no, very interesting. It's really good to see someone who's of such a high caliber coming over to trail running a bit and sort of offer, you've got that perspective, you've got a very different perspective because you already know so much about the road running. And, um, yeah, yeah no, that which actually brings me, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your training and, um, just looking yeah. at you on Strava, you've done you do a lot of miles and obviously, um, I think I saw back there you do a few two hundred kilometer weeks here and there, yeah. and um, so yeah, that's pretty impressive. You want to tell us a little bit more about your approach? Yeah, well, when when I uh, decided to take up 
road marathon seriously about four four years ago. Um, probably make close to five years ago now. I, I had had in my mind that I that mileage was going to get me there, and so that was a big focus of mine. And I've been banging out uh, high mileage and, and being a focus of making the body good enough to, to do the high mileage. Um, that's changed a little bit now that I've had some guidance from uh, Grenville Wood, who's a, a top um, SA marathoner um, in his time. Uh, and he's su suggested that I need to focus more on my speed work, so uh, more, on my leg, more on my leg speed. Um, there's, you know, I guess I've developed myself into an athlete that can handle the, the, the high mileage. And yeah. Now I'm, and now I'm training, but now I'm focusing more on uh, just you know, threshold, a lot, lot more threshold work um, and a lot more, um, uh, yeah, there's leg speed every week um, with, with yeah. my training. Uh, the uncomfortable yeah. stuff though, threshold and beyond. Yeah. yeah. That's the stuff that people kind of shy away from yeah. because it is hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, the leg speed isn't too difficult. What, what, what we do in training, there's enough rest that you're not, you're not hurting for that long. So you're only yeah. hurting for, for the, for the length of the, of the rep. Um, and get enough recovery so you can run it well and comfortable. And um, you know, I'm not trying to run really fast, you know, well under three minute k's or whatever for my, for my reps. Like there are some people at my ability level that would do their reps at, at that kind of speed. I do them a little bit slower, so I'm in control, but I still run quite quick. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your favourite kind of workout then? You know, if you've got other, obviously you're doing lots of long runs and the mileage, but as far as that, getting that leg speed going, what is your sort of yeah um, preferred workout? I guess it very, I do, I do prefer uh, just something like six hundreds. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're not they're not really short like four hundreds. they and they're not. I think you probably get a lot of benefit out of your one k's, but your but your six hundreds are good enough to develop your speed. So the so the um, Getting close to your sort of goal one k rep speed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, you six. It's short enough that it that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I've if, never if, done six hundred reps. If you try to if you try to run one k reps at a really fast speed and you don't have the fitness, it's gonna become really difficult and you can sort of wipe yourself out a bit. So, so if you go a bit shorter, you can um, maintain. You, you, you can maintain a good pace. Yeah. And then. And, and build your fitness, and then and hopefully extend that to your one k reps. Excellent. Yeah. And and something that I get a lot of people ask me about um, your recovery. If you're doing whether it's six hundred meter reps, one k reps, or whatever, yeah. how do you and you know and your coach Grenville? Yep. How do you like monitor? What does he say with your recovery between each rep? And because I, as a coach myself, I'm not so focused on. It has to be exactly two minutes or exactly one minute. Yeah. So what what's your angle on that? Yeah, well, you can change the. It depends on what session you're trying to do. You can change it. You can change it around depending on. You can be, can be a fartlek if you're looking to get some sort of race fitness. You can do it as a fartlek, so you do a float. Um, yeah. Or a, or a, so like or a <laughs> jog recovery, but otherwise, um, if you're trying to get your speed in, mm. then you then you take a longer rep and a longer rest, and if you. Uh, if you feel like you need more rest, you just take it, or you or you take quite often what we be doing is we do a, do a set of say three uh, sixes, and then we take a, a, a jog back for a, for a full six hundred meter jog, uh, easy recovery um, between. So you so you um, 
Yeah, you don't feel yeah. like you're really stringing out a whole lot of reps together. You, you take a break halfway through your rep session to, yeah. to make sure you are recovered and running them well. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I think it's sort of more important to get the work done than to to yeah. burn out two reps in, you know, yeah. and so, which a lot of people do. And, it's, and I think the whole part of the whole point of why I do this podcast is I like, you know, to get input of people who've done it and who know that it yeah. works and, you know, and so... Um, that's really insightful. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just what I, how I'm doing it. I'm, I don't purport to be a coach or anything, but yeah. um, I've, I've got, got a fair idea of what... Experience counts a lot. To work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I agree And I'm still learning, but yeah, this yeah. is what I'm, what I'm picking up at the moment. Yeah. My big, what I generally do with um, the recovery when I do speed sessions with, with people is I often... I'm, I sort of use heart rate as a little bit of a guide. You know, I'll allow... Yeah. You know, when your heart rate gets down to... You know, about sixty percent or sixty to seventy percent of your maximum. Again, yeah. then we're ready to go. And so, but obviously that's different for everybody. Some people can get back down yeah. to sixty percent in in a minute, and other people it might take them three minutes. You know, so it's that is a, it's a very individualized thing. Yeah, and I mean, the main thing I think is to just get through the session well. Yeah, and you can always progress it next time. You know, you don't have yeah. to try to smash out a, an awesome session. The first time you head out there and do it. We live in an age yeah. where everyone wants a hack. They want a yeah. they want a shortcut to. There's no shortcuts that I've that I've come across yet. The biggest yeah. shortcut to success is to to do the work, yeah. you know, and be and, consistent. And I think uh, if you if you're pushing it really too too deep, mm. you, I don't think you'd get as as good an improvement. I mean, you you kind of your body doesn't seem to yeah respond as well. So if you if you've got a little bit extra. Um, then, then I think you, you can come forward, and that's that's what I found. Um, something like my my taper runs, um, like my taper leading into um, Sydney was five one k's on Tuesday, and I was only doing them at my couple of seconds quicker than my marathon pace, which is quite a lot, yeah. lot a lot slower than if I was doing you know normal ten k training, which would be yeah. close to ten k pace or or five k pace, three k pace, whatever. So, but that would have felt yeah. good too, like just to really get the legs that's firing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then so that's allowed my body yeah. to recover and and so on and feel good, and then easily easily, easily do it on on race day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, excellent. No, really, um, that's very insightful. And what was like your longest single training run, like your long runs? What in the lead up to say? Well, this last couple of weeks, what was yeah. I didn't do a lot of um, mileage as far as long runs. Obviously, I've done lots of have lots of marathons under my belt. Yeah. Um, I did the Green Belt thirty. That was a quite a hard a long run. That was a couple of months out. Um, yeah. As far as doing an easy long run, I, I don't think I did many i mean i'd have to look on look on strava but maybe i did a, a two and a half hour run with a with a 20 minute fast finish yeah might have been you know, so so it would have been a bit over two hours to start with and then and then about five or six k's <coughs> at, at marathon at 330 pace yeah uh, to, to finish just to replicate that yeah. that speed but again, yeah. the, the heavy session that that um i did about four weeks out or three weeks out i think it was three weeks out i did 15k at marathon pace in the morning and then 15k at marathon pace in the in the afternoon. Um, so wow. So giving yourself what, how many hours in between? 12 hours? Less than 12 hours? 
Oh yeah, just yeah. under twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. So 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 yeah, it was two two twenty k runs. Um, because of warm up and yeah. cool down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first one I I did at three thirty four. So I was expecting that I'd be able to average about three thirty fives from how I, how I was feeling in training. But mm. um, when I ran the second one, I, I pushed it a bit deeper and I averaged three thirty twos for the for the second one. So I realised that I was in pretty good shape and yeah, I could do that. So. So it's kind of those those super sessions is is sort of the way I'm heading a lot with my training rather than doing a long run I do a mm. do a run where where it's a fast fast finish or a lot of a lot of it at marathon pace. Um, another one I did earlier in the build up was um, a two hour run where uh, I think I did three or four um, lots of about ten minute efforts in there at marathon pace. So again, it's Really, quite a tough long run to have, have yeah. a fair bit of it at marathon pace. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, you often talking about marathon pace, and I, I'm a big believer in you know you should have the race pace, whatever distance you're doing, you should have that coming out in your ears. You know, because yeah. you should be so accustomed to running at that particular speed. So yeah. even if it is only a five k run, but you're doing it at that speed. You yeah. know, so your body knows that's exactly how fast your legs are going to move. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sounds like that's you believe that as well. Yeah, to have yeah, yeah to have to, to feel comfortable with that speed because you don't want to be yeah. sort of over revving and um, yeah. feeling like you're going too quick, even though you're at theoretically what what you what you should be aiming for. Yeah. Um, but I also do. I, I think I'm also. I should probably clarify. I am also a big believer in running really slow. You know, like especially okay, yep. for the ultra stuff. You know, I I I'll do a lot of I do a lot of low heart rate training where I'm. I am training for some yeah. longer races at the moment, and um, obviously you got to you got to get used to running slow. My my um, my recovery runs are a lot slower than a lot of my peers on on Strava. That's yeah. that, that's fine by me. It's all about getting in uh, good quality sessions. Yeah, put so. the put the ego aside, Strava ego aside. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think I mean, I'm people, happy if I can get yeah. under five minute k's, but sometimes yeah. I can't. You know, just, yeah, I'm just taking it easy, and that, I know that I'll have. I've got something important, important session coming up, or I've just done something really, yeah. really big. So yeah. it's okay to just, just, just jog it. Yeah. I um, recovery is so interesting, you know, and fatigue is something that's very individual because I mean, yeah. your heart's fatigued, your legs are fatigued, like your whole body's fatigued. So yeah. your your heart rate's going to shoot up if you when you're tired, and um, yeah. and if you're a bit dehydrated as well, and you probably found that on on Sunday, you yeah. know. Your heart yeah. rate goes up. And sometimes, I mean, my heart rate might be really low, but my legs will be smashed, so I'll just, yeah. just cruise it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At a very low heart rate because that's what I need to do for the day is recover. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just going to say, so what's the next? I mean, I've got a few more topics I want to cover with you, but what's sort yeah. of the coming up next for you with the racing? Yeah, well, uh, next, immediately coming up, I've got um, the uh, Queenstown uh, Marathon in New Zealand in eight weeks. Oh, cool. So, so I'm doing that. I ran it in 2015 and got third, so I'm hoping to do better this time around. But is it hilly or is it flat? It's. Um, I can imagine it would be hilly. It's kind of like uh, like our green belt, except it's on oh. 70% trail. So um, ah. 70, well, 70% hard pack trail. So yeah. Um, it, there's there's a few short, um, really steep hills, but apart from that, it's kind of like mm. a. Uh, it's a net net downhill gradient, so oh. it's not too bad. Yeah. It's a very hilly area and beautiful area, so yeah. that'd be nice. Um, yeah, so most of the time yeah. it's going along the lake, kind of like 
going along the Kyne here is yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's gradually downhill, but there's there's some there's some short pinches. Along yeah. The way well, the Greenbelt yeah. Challenge, I know, because I run around this area a lot, yeah. and it, there are a few little sharp uphills early on in the race yeah. in that distance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's there's plenty of them through it, but it's it's yeah. nothing nothing huge. Oh, uh, cool. That sounds like a good race. And um, yeah. and you've um. And then after that, I'm also looking to um, I'll probably give six foot track a go. This year and give that a yeah. give that a proper go. Um, that'll probably be the next one after that. Over in the Blue Mountains, yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, that's a proper trail race. So you, I, I haven't think, done it before, but yeah. I thought I'll, I'll give a proper proper trail race a, a proper mm. go. So yeah, it's probably one of the, it's got quite a history that race, I and mean, it's one of the I think first sort of proper trail races in Australia. Yeah. So it's quite challenging. And when when is that? Oh, that's in March. Yeah. All yeah. right then. So, so yeah. I'm not 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 sure I haven't done it before, but yeah, I've, I've been when I, ever since probably four years ago when I did my one of my first interstate marathons, I had some people say, "Look, you should really give it a go," but I just haven't got around to doing it. So um, it sounds like you've got I can see a bit of a pattern emerging here. It sounds like you're moving a bit away from the roads a bit, and moving towards the trails, or you still love the yeah, roads. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've still got. I've still got a little bit more time to, to gain on the roads, a little more, I, can, I think I can improve my PB a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I can't see myself doing it forever, so yeah, probably transition into, into trail. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's what I've done this year is my first three trail ultras. I did the Black Hill Challenge a few years ago, and that's the only other trail race I've done. But yeah. yeah. That's short, but bloody challenging, <laughs> short, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, um, it's, it's amazing. I um, So would you ever consider going... Going longer, like looking up to hundred k distance. I think it's all it's all going to be a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, when when I was running Yarrabella, I was thinking this is this is the worst, it's very similar to Cleveland, and I'm really really out of my depth past forty k. Um, yeah. Like I, I can manage myself quite well to forty k. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think I'll if I can pick up pick up enough um experience now if I can have a few good experiences like I haven't had a good experience at. 50k plus yet so yeah as far as um getting through it running mm. running how i'd expected so yeah we'll see it definitely just takes practice and experience like anything yeah. it is very a different beast though to a road race yeah you know? i think i mean tarawera would be quite interesting for me to have a go at but i, I realized that at the moment i'm not i'm not at uh, i haven't quite quite done enough learning on the nutrition side and the pacing side to yeah. be able to manage that that's yeah. um no well you know I mean, it's it just like progr- just your progression but yeah I'll, I'll keep lots, lots of people do transition up some people yeah. just take the leap they go straight from marathon to 100k yeah. which is which is madness but it's i'm always like, wanting to, to do well so, so yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah. exactly and i think it takes like to go those longer distances it almost takes a shift in your thinking when you're running like it's just totally i mean obviously nutrition is a big part but the mindset is so different as well You've yeah. got to be a little bit more prepared for the unexpected because you can't yeah. you can't nail splits. You can't go yeah. bang 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 because you could have even if you're having a good run, you could have a, a ten minute K and then yeah. you know because you're going up a hard hill or you've got a you know I mean and and you're still good still doing alright and there's there's, <laughs> yeah. there's quite often there's toilet stops you know you don't do yeah. that in a in a marathon you know that'd be game that'd be race over almost if you had to make a toilet spot. Yeah, well, because exactly. it's a game of seconds, whereas an ultra becomes a game of minutes and hours. And <laughs> yeah. but, um, no, it is fascinating um, how 
I, I'm saying like the 100k distance has become like the new marathon. You know, people mm. are racing that at extreme speed now. You yeah. know, the current world record for the marathon, 100k, yeah. is six hours and 28 just recently. You know, Japanese guy, six, it's very fast. Yeah, so that's pretty much yeah marathon, <laughs> marathon pace for the whole way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is. It's just their proper. Oh, well, no, Brendan Davies, he represented for Australia, and um, he did a seven oh eight for for the hundred, yeah. which is really impressive, you know. Um, and I mean, you yourself running two thirty, so I mean, you'd like to obviously get under the two thirty barrier. Yeah, you know, and um, but then you look at guys, which is an incredible. I mean, I'm sure you'll get there with the yeah. with the maturity of your racing. Um, but then you look at just the same weekend that you ran Sydney. Yeah. You've got the um, Elliot Kipchoge over in the Berlin Marathon. Yes, smashing out a two hundred one thirty nine. Comf- looked comfortable, you yeah. know. What are your thoughts on the marathon world record and all that? Yeah, well, um, I think as an athlete, he's um, He's always had a lot of uh, success on the track, so he's, he's brought the speed. And for yeah. the marathon, you really need to ha- have a lot of speed up up your sleeve so that your marathon pace doesn't feel quickly, doesn't feel too quick. Yeah. So that's part of my training as well is to get uh, to make sure that I'm doing enough speed work so that the marathon pace doesn't it's feel, doesn't, doesn't yeah. feel too, deep, too quick. And he, you know, he he was. Leading the world's best at the age eight, age of eighteen and yeah, um, I think five thousand. So yeah, yeah, five thousand, and he's just progressively gone up in distance. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's had the per- he's had the perfect uh, lead in, and he's always he's always been quite a talented athlete. So yeah. um, you know, combine that with the fact that he's been been racing as a professional for so many years, uh, that that's that's what's made, what, what what's enabled him to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, so I think I think it's. I think it's more of a, a one one of a kind athlete rather than um, the rather than just just part of you know, this is the way the marathon is evolving. Yeah. yeah, do you? But I mean, I mean, he won by at Berlin against the former world record holder by like five yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know, which is just it's mind blowing. Yeah. Second and third were both two hundred five or something, which yeah. is still incredibly good. Yes, running, but it makes them look. You know, positively slow comparatively. That's a lot of time. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of time, a lot of distance covered. Well, at the pace he's yeah. going, it's almost two kilometers di- yeah. distance yeah. difference. And um, which for for most normal runners, that's just it's breathtaking. But I mean, I just I'm thinking about Kipchoge, and I mean, if the if the two hour marathon is going to get broken anytime soon, it, it's got to be him. You know, yes. he's the only one that's, that's even. What I think as well. Yeah. 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 And I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh no, he's done now," but he hasn't had a bad run yet, and so maybe if he hasn't, yeah. And when he crossed, well, the he's line, doing everything right, and mm-hmm. if you're doing everything right, usually you're on the improve. So yeah, you know, he, he didn't he, come staggering across that finish line. He yeah. cruised across the finish line. Yeah. He looked like he could have kept going, you know. Like I know yeah. he was running probably right in his red line, yeah. but I think biomechanics is a big part of it. He runs. He, you look at him; he doesn't look like he's trying, you know. Yeah. Well, he's he's done a lot of that marathon pace. He, his his one k his one k reps are only a little bit faster than the marathon pace. Obviously, it's difficult yeah. when you when you're running at you know just over two fifty k as yeah. a marathon pace. But I mean, he if he really wanted to, he could be running his one k reps at close to two thirty, you know, fifty fifty yeah. second laps or whatever. But but he he's not. He's running them at two forty five to two forty eight. Sort of. He's 
he runs his 1K reps at close to his marathon pace. Again, just to get that efficiency mm. um, and be comfortable with that, at that speed rather than really blowing himself, blowing out. himself yeah. out over the over, mm. over his um, interval session. And yeah. I think it's interesting you bring that up because a lot of people talk, you know, they do, they go into speed sessions and they just push themselves so hard to their vomiting. Or, yeah. But I think, and then they then they can't run for three days after that. And I, I always, I'd say you've got to be, you should be ready to go the next day, you know. So you don't want to. I always, I look at one training session to the next, as just preparing you for the for the following day, for the following yeah. day, you know. And if you're not, if you're not ready, if you yeah. go too hard, you're going to have to have three yeah. days off, you know. And then it, and you've got, you've got to enjoy yourself while you're doing. It. You don't want to be really no. <laughs> suffering. Um, you know, yeah, you, yeah. The way you improve is to, is to be able to get through it. Next time it feels feels a bit better, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. No, that's um. Yeah, it's amazing. So, did you before you got into marathon running? Where did you? Where was your running? Where did you have fitness background? Yeah, um, uh, I guess the long story short, I've been doing triathlon since I was fifteen, um, uh, up until um, I had, um, until probably the age of thirty-ish, and then I took a bit of a break when I had kids, and I come back and done marathon since then. Yeah, right. So, so would you would, so I was. Did you perform well at triathlons? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was. Um, yeah, taking it really seriously, and yeah. um, I managed an Australian title in my age group in two thousand and three um, at Mooloolaba oh, yeah. uh, over Olympic distance, and that meant that I, was, I raced professionals the, the following year after that. Um, so I've, I've been up against, I've been on the start line with with Olympic level yeah. um, ITU guys. Um, so yeah, that yeah triathlon was was a big. Um, was a big thing and, and I thought that I'd be doing that all the way through but um, just with kids didn't have the time to get out there to train with a swim squad which is I think mm. the biggest the biggest part of about triathlon for me was just finding a good swim squad to train with um, yeah right um, and so yeah I, I, I thought well marathoning I, I've probably got enough time in the day to do that so just marathoning <laughs> yeah so for me it was just yeah. marathoning yeah because I, I was you know when you're time... doing triathlon you, you've got to train Five or six times in each times per week in each discipline. So you're doing so many training sessions or yeah. combining them and so on. So you, and I mean, yeah. what take what would be cycling would be probably the biggest time consumer, wouldn't it? Or yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a big time consumer. I've always found the cycling the easiest to improve, though easier than running or swimming to improve. Yeah, but again, it, that's just because all you need to do is get on there and and do it for, for, for the most part. I have to say, I absolutely love watching. I've never done a triathlon, and because I'm. I'm a terrible swimmer. I should improve it, but um, I absolutely love watching Tough. it on TV. It's a great <laughs> spectator sport, I think, um, yeah. and it's good. It gets good coverage, and I wish well, better coverage than marathon running. I wish it would the marathon yeah. running and trail running would get that same kind of coverage. Yeah, but um, you look at guys it's a different like culture, isn't it? I mean, in, in yeah. Japan, you probably do get the same coverage in, for a marathon, but not not in Australia. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, in Japan, they have. Um, I spent some time in Japan. And they because the Ekiden relays are really big. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. But they do them over a hundred kilometers. Okay. And, and I, on New Year's Day, I don't know what it's called. I could probably just Google it. They have all the best runners from all the universities all over Japan. They all get together and they have like a, a this big one hundred k Ekiden yep. relay. And so and it's televised on the national broadcast and everyone watches it. It's like it's a really yeah. because it's like they're cheering for the university that they studied at or whatever. And um, yeah, it's amazing. And that's where you've got guys like Kawauchi from, you know, who yeah. 
I think that's where he sort of started coming up in the marathon world. And I mean, that guy's now done something like 80 sub 220 marathons or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he won Sydney back when I did it. And, um, you know, he's been, he's, I'm sure he's quite an inspiration for most people that you can, yeah, um, you can get, get there by training once a day and use your marathons as training. Um, yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. It, he, yeah, very simplistic approach to training, I think yeah. he was. And um, he worked a full time job and doesn't, he had, and he's not a sponsored athlete. And that's yeah. it, you know. Are you sponsored? No, I'm not sponsored. No. Not, not sponsored yet. Not yet. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyone out there who would like to sponsor John, you know, just uh, shoot him a message. Maybe yeah, buy yeah. some shoes. You're likely to feature in a fair few posts on, or you can you can say that you've got such and such a winner. Um, yeah, Absolutely. So, so, no, yeah. I think it's a, I think it'd be great, great exposure for anyone. Yeah, yeah. For sure. No, I um no look, I I think that your um sounds like your your racing career is going from strength to strength, and I I just um. Yeah, I, I think definitely there's, I mean, things like sponsorship is a funny one because I think people, some people do, I don't know, it depends on the company, I suppose, yeah. and, uh, who, you, who you get to, um, because you don't necessarily have to be even the best runner. You know, they, sometimes, they just want exposure, a lot of them. Yeah. But I think um, it helps to have a great runner, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, it does, yeah. Yeah, so, um, no, get on it, sponsors, before you miss out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, no, that's really super insightful stuff that you've uh, given me there, and I think that the listeners will really in, enjoy it. And um, do, do you think, uh, and hopefully, that people have learned something from you as well? And do you, uh, if people want to ask you questions, are you happy for them to hit you up somewhere, or you know, like if you know, just to follow you and see? Yeah, what yeah. Happens? Well, I I put everything on Strava, and yeah. um, I'm. I'm very active on Strava. I like to um, try to get, try to give as much information to everyone that's following about how my training's going and what I'm doing. Um, you said yeah. you do a vlog sometimes as well. I sometimes, yep. Yeah, I have been doing some vlogs, and um, I've been getting a fair few requests for for more of them. So I'm, yeah, I keep uh, I keep trying to do them. Um, and and I think they are really good. Um, yeah. So yeah. You can find the links to them on my Strava as well. So yeah. awesome! Yeah, I um, I think it's really good that you're you're sharing your content, you're sharing your training. Some yeah. people get very well, protective about it, you know. That's right. I'm I'm not worried about being beaten by some up, young up and comer that's learned from what I've taught them because I realise that my my time here is is, is fairly limited. I'm I'm forty now, so I'd yeah. have, I've got a few more years of good racing, but um, definitely. But I'm I'll be happy if I can. Uh, bring someone who can up, come up to a much higher level than I than I ever do. That'd, that'd be great to, for them to be influenced in some way well, that's by what, what we, I've done. It's yeah. a good way to pass on your legacy, you know? Yeah, you're, um, yeah. Do you, would you ever go into coaching down the track? Is that something that you've considered? I've, I've considered it um, and I've been asked a few times, but I think at the moment I just want to be fully focused on what I'm doing for myself and try to get right, the most okay. out of myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd like to, for my kids to maybe get into running and maybe I could help them help yeah. them do that. How um, many kids have you got? I've got uh, two, uh, David and Josh, um, yeah. 11 and 9. See, uh, so, so it's yeah. proof you can be a, an awesome runner and have a family. I've got three and, you know, I'm making, I'm, I mean, I'm not as fast as you, but I'm making my training work and so you just got yeah, to make it happen. It's a very time efficient sport. So, you know, 
it's just a matter of getting out there and and have, following some sort of a structure in your program and yeah um, as long as you can do what you can to to avoid injury as well um that's probably the biggest thing i think um because when you're out consistently training you will i find that you're almost always improving it's just when you're getting injured you need to or, or sick. A lot, yeah. lot, of, lot of parents get sick quite often. Obviously, that's that's what happens. that comes with the territory of having mm. having kids um, with other kids. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. yeah, provided you can yeah, yeah keep consistent. So your, your kids must think you're pretty awesome. They're pretty stoked with you on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's um, <laughs> it's no big deal for them most of the time. Like they sort of like, oh, dad always, dad always wins is, is the yeah. comment that they say. But. Um, you can tell they're really proud. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And look, I think it's a such a, a positive sport to, that's why I want my kids to be involved, you know, like, um, it's such a good atmosphere, you know, like everyone's yeah. so, especially trail running, I feel like it's such a, it's not toxic at all, you know, like, yeah. like a it's lot a of very, sports. It's very make. positive and, you know, they're, they're bombarded with electronics and um, all, all, the, all, the, all the friends are into, you know, video games and that all the time. They don't mind that, and I mean, so much of their, what what we're consuming is entertainment, is you know, is, you know live streaming and so on. Yeah. Um. So it's a good, good, for, good for them to see something, something outside of that, and also seeing that whatever they want to do, if they can work for it, then, then yeah, they can get it. So it's, whether it's running or yeah. something, yeah, or else, just their school, their schoolwork. Um, yeah. You know, it's all worthwhile. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I um. No, it's good. Do they play any sports at the moment? Uh, David does soccer. Um. Joshua, not not so much at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'll find something, I'm sure. Yeah, and they obviously got some good genetics there, so um, they'll be. I'm sure they'll and be. For anyone listening, it's it's not about genetics; it's about how much you work. That's what, that's my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of both, you know. But I mean, absolutely. What they say is fifty percent yeah. physical and ninety percent. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of things that go into it. There's diet yeah. and so on, and I mean, yeah. a lot of. Diseases run in families because diet diet runs in families. If you can focus on your diet, yeah, um, you know, it, it's not it's not. I don't think genetics is all that important. Yeah, this is my opinion. Yeah. No, it's good, yeah. and that's another going back to what um, old mate um Elliot Kipchoge, his yeah. motto is great. I think you know he always says no human is limited. You know. Yeah. Well, he's got the mental game more than more than anyone I've seen any anywhere. Yeah. You know, just just anything that. So certain. Any, any time that you that you have any um, interaction with him, you can just tell that his, his yeah. mind is is at a very high level. Oh, I'd love to meet yeah. him, you know. And yeah. I think that he, you know, like he's just got the the Breaking Two documentary that they made about yeah. that whole thing. I mean, come on, it was a really interesting study of what they did, and I think they could have broken it if they did a different way, a few different things. But I'm not a yeah. scientist, but um. The best part of it was him, you know, yeah. like just every time he spoke on camera, I just wanted to hear more, you know, yeah, yeah, he had yeah. some really good insights, but just, he had just absolute certainty, absolute certainty. Yeah. And, but also not, he wasn't like hard on himself that he didn't break it, he, yeah. you know, he, got, he still ran the fastest marathon that anyone's yeah. ever run, you know. And so um, if you, if you spent a lot of time thinking, well, what would be the best way to approach this? Yeah, that's, 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 what came, yeah. that's what he came through, came through with. Someone asked me the other day, who was the more amazing athlete? Um, would it be Elliot Kipchoge or, or the most, more amazing record? Elliot Kipchoge's marathon world record or Usain Bolt's 100 metres world record? I, I, I'm going towards Kipchoge mainly because of his humility and his, 
that he's progressively worked his way up the, yeah. over a long period. Not to say I think the same. I think he's amazing as well. What do you think? Um, well, I think with you're saying there's 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 a question over whether he's whether he's been clean all this time because there was a lot of time when there was no drug testing in Jamaica. So really, um, didn't know. So, uh, you know that. That would be terribly disappointing. It would be terribly yeah. disappointing, but yeah. we're never going to know anyway, so yeah. you just have to embrace what he's done. Yeah. And even if even if he wasn't clean, it's still really fast. So. I tell you, that's an interesting discussion in and of yeah. itself, the whole the, the drug conversation, you know, because it's so, you know, like yeah. so many I ways mean, yeah, people so, cheat now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it sounds really unfair if, if, if an athlete's clean, but if, if everyone is competing against, is doing sort of the same sort of things, then mm. yeah, who knows? Like with Lance Armstrong, I mean, I always come, he's the classic example. I felt, I mean, I remember reading his book, um, was it, it's not about the bike, and learning about his cancer recovery, and I was like truly inspired by his book. I was like, this is great. I almost felt like taking up triathlon, oh, cycling, sorry. Yeah. And um, and then to find that, I just felt, yeah, I felt really betrayed, you know? Yeah. It's such a betrayal. Yeah, it was 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 a bit <laughs> was a bit, bit bit strange. Yeah, is the um, reason why he had the cancer was because he took taking all this crap. So. Yeah, <laughs> so I know it's yeah. it's interesting. Just left that little part out, <laughs> but um, yeah. he actually got into trail running, and okay, recent, yeah. fairly recently, and he's a um, quite a um, quite an accomplished trail runner. And so I don't know. I guess he'd be pretty heavily tested now. And uh, trail running is getting a bit of um. I know that they're starting to test. A lot more now in, in yeah. the bigger events, you know, and um, obviously amateur level events not so much. But yeah, well, I got I got drug tested for, for the first time at Sydney, so yeah, was, right. Good. Um, well, is it because it was it after the race? Yeah, so straight after the race. Yeah. Um, it, congratulations. Yep, we take you off for drug testing now. So, so it was yeah something new for me. Is that yeah. just top ten finishes or? Yeah, they had um, I think just the podium um, in the overall race plus yeah. the Australian um, marathon champion. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So. I, I think I would feel a certain being if you're obviously a clean athlete. Yeah, yeah, that was. I feel kind of proud to walk in yeah. and go, "Yep, clean," you know. Yeah, so I was, I was yeah. So yeah. that's that's a, a new, obviously, mm. that's kind of a measure of being going up to the next level. Is the fact mm. you actually get drug tested where you wouldn't if you're. Yeah, at, at was it level. is it a urine test or is it a blood test? Yeah, it was just a urine test. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing was that uh, I missed my presentations for the for the Australian titles because. Because oh. I was in, because I was in there and I was actually at, I I was at the end of the end of the queue with the like you had to wait for everyone else to do theirs. So, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up missing on the missing out on the presentations, which is a real bummer. That so, doesn't yeah. sound right at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. Robbed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, they they had this presentation set for a certain time and then they and then they changed it. So I, you know, I was I, there. I was I was there when they told me to, but then I had to go in and drug testing after that. So yeah. I can't actually believe that. That yeah. seems like a real. So you win, but then you can't. Yeah. But you can't get the acknowledgement. But no. I've got some good footage of me crossing the line and and yeah. MC really going for it. So yeah, I'm really happy about it. It was um, yeah. it's a great finish coming into the into the upper house right there. And yeah. Even the start of that race is great when you go across the bridge. Yes. You know, yeah. I loved all that. But I'll definitely want to go back and do Sydney again. I I, I really. I mean, it's not a perfect. It's not the race where you generally would run a fast time because there's all those lots of turnarounds. Yeah. And um, so if you went to somewhere like is it Melbourne? Melbourne's pretty quick, isn't it? Melbourne's quick uh, if yeah. the weather's with you on the day. So yeah. a couple of years ago, they they had um, basically Melbourne, you know, really wintry weather. Yeah. Um, so 
But yeah, if the weather's good, mm. um, you can you can really have a really good time in Melbourne. And then Gold Coast is is, quick is also quick as well. Yeah. Um, some people struggle because of the heat. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's it's really good. Did you do Gold Coast this year? No, I haven't done Gold Coast for, quite for a few years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say so, and Adelaide's not it's not a PB course really, is it? Is it? Um, well, they changed it again this year. Yeah, they they've re reduced the hills, so it's a lot yeah. less hilly. Um, but it's still very um twisty and turny, so you yeah you're slowing down a lot with with that. Yeah, that's um that's really interesting. Um. So um yeah, so before we finish up, we'll. I'll go into my fast five, my fast five questions that ever, I ask everyone. Okay. Like, um, it's the same five questions, and everyone they're just sort of fairly quick answers, and okay. yeah, it just gets a good gives people some a uh, bit more of an insight. All right, yeah. are you feeling ready? Okay. Yep. All, right. All right. Question one: What is your favourite running film or documentary? Okay. Well. I like uh, whatever's been put on YouTube by um, like the, the uh, I think it's UTMB or something like what uh, yeah the Ultra Trail. Um, they, I like I like all of their summaries of how the elites you know how the, the race pans out for for their races. Um, probably my favourite was what Queenstown did that for twenty fifteen uh, marathon that I was in and they had a, they were going through all the. Uh, how the, how the race was unfolding in the elite, and I was one of the, the four in the in the elite pack. So I really oh, cool. I really enjoyed that, Good and I coverage. like how they yeah I like how they can um, just give something more for the elites that might not get any any recognition otherwise. So that's why you, you start to have you know, household names among the running community of, of the the big guys like um, you know, Killian and so on because yeah. because of those documentaries. So I really like them. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I love. There's some really good content on YouTube at the moment. Oh, it's yeah. coming more and more. Um, yeah, and race coverage. Okay, yeah. so question two. Um, I, what is your dream race or bucket list race that you would like to do, whether it's a marathon or a trail run? Yeah. For, the, for a while it's been um, Lake Biwa in Japan. Um, that's mm. a, a race where to qualify you need to run a sub-230 marathon and they have oh, wow. over 300 runners in the event. So I'm thinking if I can get that 230 marathon at some stage, then I can do that one. And the fact that I'll be in a, a group, a large group of runners running all fast. At, a, at about my speed, a little bit yeah. quicker, um, I could get a really good PB. So that's that's the goal for mine, Lake Biwa in uh, ah. in Japan. I think that's February each year. So I'll have to work out. Which... It's cold too, February. Okay, so, yeah. So yeah. I have to work out which which year I'll do it, but I don't have too many left. So hopefully I'll get yeah. get a sub two thirty soon, so I can give that a crack. I'm sure you can. I yeah. I would. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, Okay, question three. What is your favourite post-race treat? How do you treat yourself at the end of a race? Um, I really don't, don't worry too much about uh, post-race treats. Uh, I guess I enjoyed some chips after um, after Yarrabilla on Sunday. That I usually yeah. don't. I usually don't because I'm worried about the fat content in my diet because um, that's not good for your arteries or anything. But, you're um, <laughs> pretty depleted, so you probably need some so carbs. I just, I just enjoyed the, the salt and the, and the sugar, yeah. Oh. The salt, salt and the um, and the fat. How, so, how good is salt when you're really, when you're hot? When and you're out tight? of it, yeah. yeah it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, good chips is fine. I um, yeah. right, Question four, I think we probably already answered this indirectly throughout the whole interview, is um, roads or trails? 
What do you prefer? At the moment, roads. Yeah. I, I think I'm still I'm not enjoying myself enough out on the trails. I don't think I've got it right yet. So it's a challenge, and I guess that's why I'd like to meet that challenge. But I'd say roads is what I what I enjoy at the moment. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I it's, mean, yeah. I, I think it's just a progression. I mean, what the only thing is that worthwhile things that challenge you. So yeah. You know, maybe you know, the the idea is to go into trails, but. I consider myself a road runner still. Yeah, yep. fair enough. You've got to play to your strengths, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and question five is, I would like you to finish this sentence. Running gives me... It gives me purpose. Purpose. Yeah. In what way? Um, well, being a, being a role model for my kids, um, finding something worthwhile that... Gives, gives me a, a benefit, so yeah, it's, it gives me a purpose. Otherwise, I'd I'd be doing something something else. Or I'm kind of this. I like to focus on something that I can you know, get some sort of benefit out of. So that's that's yeah, it gives me a purpose. Yeah, um, gives me something to do in my, in my day. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think you probably are an excellent role model for your kids by the sounds of it, and um, hopefully a, a very good role model for everyone who's listened today. And um. Yeah, yeah, you guys can do it. Just you know, believe in yourselves. Yeah. Self-belief is yeah. very important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And I'll um, we'll have to get you back on and have another chat sometime soon. Uh, see how you're going. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Get a few more trail runs under yeah, your sure belt. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have some great stories to share. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, John. You take care of yourself. Okay. Thanks. hope you enjoyed this episode of the trail runners experience don't forget to share this episode on social media if you did enjoy it that would help me out a lot stay tuned for the next episode of the trail runners experience happy running